Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by the Seaside Half Marathon and 5K on October 20th, 2019, starting at the Sawmill Cafe in Seaside Park at 8 a.m. The half starts at 9 a.m. And Brian, do you know anyone pacing that race? I do. I know two people pacing that race. Actually, I know more than that, but I know the two of us. So join Brian and myself pacing. Actually, we'll be pacing the first two groups at the Seaside Half Marathon. Medals to all finishers of both races. And run the 5K and the half, earn both individual race medals and also earn a third challenge medal along with long sleeve tech shirts to all entrants. It's uh, the race benefits the Marine Mammal Stranding Center, which is a really cool thing when the uh, mammals will come up on the beach and things like that. They actually Dad have a used service. to do that stuff yeah. with the sea turtles so and whatnot. How cool! Great benefit for that. Um, the Triborough First Aid, which is uh, you know the seaside uh, local first aid squad, and uh, the Ocean Running Clubs Scholarship Fund. Um, cool thing this year too. Awesome. What are they doing, Christine? They're going green. Yes. So they're eliminating all the plastic cups from the water stops. They're using paper only. And they're adding a refilling station. So some, most, some people run with their handheld uh, water so they can refill those as they go during the race. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's give you that time and date again. It's the uh, 20th of, of uh, October. Uh, there's a 5K starts at 8. The half marathon starts at 9. If you complete both races, you can actually uh, get a, a third medal for the challenge race. Uh, you know, it's a really, really fun event. Um, the uh, It's been on going on for quite a long time, uh, and it's a great half marathon, super flat, going to have awesome, awesome pacers. I'm pacing the 135 group. Christine's pacing the 140 group, and then there's going to be five-minute increments uh, of pace groups. Brian told me I can't pass them because then All I would the be at the back. wrong pace. Great. Yeah, you better chill out, Conti. It's going to be great. I'm going to run nice, even splits. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to run a 135 if you run with me. I'm not. We're going to be good. So everyone, make sure um, they're all over Facebook, all over media. Um, if you get onto Instagram, um, it's ORC Seaside Half. Make sure that you get on the right one. You don't want to be joining anything in Florida, okay, because that could mess you up. So definitely in New Jersey. Um, please get on their website and all of their information we're actually going to put up on our website, which is twofitcrazies.com. You could click right on there, register, get involved. It is going to be fantastic. Join us. Yeah, yeah. What else are we brought to you by? So we're also brought to you by Conti Fitness and Wellness. That's ContiFitness.net. So make sure if you are interested in living a better quality life, you want some, you know, extra run training or you want to add a little extra, you know, fitness and wellness into your life. You want to feel good. Reach out. I work with a lot of people, whether it be online. I do certifications and, uh, if I'm not traveling and all over, um, Check out, let's face it together, the facial exercise and rehabilitation that is sweeping the country. Get a manual. All right, looking younger by the day. And uh, contifitness.net. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Again, that's my company. We're going to create some positive change in your life with uh, programs to improve your health, nutrition, your mindset, and everything else that we have going on. We do one-on-one -on -one programs. We do group programs. Uh, you know, online uh, it can be done or, uh, you know, locally if you are living in the area. Uh, we could take care of you in my office. Um, uh, we've got a lot going on. So, uh, you know, uh, as the... Uh, 
calendar turns to September, it's always a good opportunity to reset, right? We uh, we always see that uh, turn to September and after Labor Day as a little bit of almost like a, a New Year's Day. So good time to take care of yourself and everything that you have going on because uh, life is sweet. And maybe you want to run a great race this fall and you want to reach out to Brian or myself to help you reach your goals. Always. You want to talk about running, you're not going to wear me out, that's for sure. Endurance athletes, it. right, Conti? We can hang in there with hey, the best of them. What do you guys need? Brian and I got you covered. Reach out to us. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Next episode coming your way. Enjoy. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how you doing? Sure are where it's at. That's I'm true. very good. Nice. Very good. We got episode Rolling. 122 coming at you. We're just cranking keeping it flowing that's right keeping it going one foot in front of the other like a good run oh speaking of running we actually <laughs> talking about running today <laughs> talking about running today and uh you know we we like to talk about running every once in a while we don't do it that often we we mention here and there some of the things that we're up to but we actually uh get into it a little bit with mr joel matalone matalone love it yeah. Met Joel through Steve Feinberg and Speedball Steve at Box World. Um, and he actually was at, um, SCW, one of the Mania's fitness conventions. It crossed paths with him. And, and, uh, you know, we're always up for, for learning new things and seeing what people are up to in the running world. And he presents some different sessions and works with people kind of in the New York City area, Northern Jersey right now. Um, and, uh, talks a little bit about, uh, Run Chi. And, which, it, and his program, Run Hab X, mm-hmm. which is, a, is very unique. It's about, you know, using something other than your legs to run, uh, you know, for performance. So, you know, arm swing is a big part of running, right? We know that. Um, core. And, and, that, and that's what he really focuses on. That core is, is um, you know, an essential in how you carry your core and how you use it when you run and, and, and things that, that uh, you know, that you can really um, do to enhance, uh, you know, maybe just not like your speed or anything, but like how about efficiency mm-hmm. or endurance, uh, you know, and, and reduce doing, injury. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times if we do things wrong over time and you're inefficient uh, with running and running form, well, then. Try adding that not just with a 5K but a 10K or a half marathon or, or, or a marathon even or even further nowadays. And, you know, you've got – if you've got some some uh, inefficient running form, well, that's going to wear you down. Uh, that affects your endurance. So, you know, a lot of what he's doing is just to kind of um, really get people in balance and in, in chi and using the, um, you know, tai chi really uh, and, you know, just kind of using the principles of tai chi and applying it to running. And uh, it's really neat. You know, he gets people out of uh, it gets people out of their regular uh, plane. You know, with, with running, we're very linear when we run. We use the same, uh, you know, plane all the time. Just forward, 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 forward. Knees come Get up. Get out knees of go the down. sagittal plane, people. How about that? Knees go up. Knees come down. Hands go up. Hands come down. But they never go side to side. But we have to work those those uh, those planes in order to um, really strengthen ourselves and and uh, you know kind of strengthen our, ourselves in a way that we're able to run a little bit more efficient. And, and you know what? The best part of this podcast is that, yes, you're going to learn about some of these ideas of running and, and fitness and whatnot, but really it starts with the mindset. And when we think about, you know, running, what's your why behind it? Why are you doing it? You know, as a, as a child, many of us did it as punishment, um, or you did it as a fight or flight. And you're going to hear Joel actually get into just a little bit of why 
running is so important to him and how he, you know, really got, I guess, mesmerized by this, by this sport and, and why it's so important to him. And, you know, he's going to come up with these three of, you know, he was literally running away for safety and then running for a goal. And it's a great memory, you know, that he does share with his father, um, about, about running going forward. And I think that that really is his foundation. And I think all of us need to have foundations and think about why we do what we do. And then Joel talks about, you know, running, run, run to be happy. Don't run to be miserable. Don't run because you just got to crank it out and grind all the time. Find something that, you know, really lights your soul, makes you happy, makes you smile. And again, I'm not saying that every time I go out and run, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Cause it's not. However, it's a lot of hard work, you know, there is something, there's some sort of either self-serving or gratification no, that you get from this. Plenty of peace to be had through running, that's for sure. And that and that run chi is is very powerful again. That breath, the mindfulness, and uh, you're going to hear a little bit from from uh, from Joel today. And it definitely gives you maybe a new perspective on on running and and what you can do to just feel better. Absolutely. So let's get after it here. Let's talk about running with Joel Madalone, episode 122 of the Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast. Coming at you. Here we go. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, you know where it's at today? I do. Episode 122. Uh-huh. With Joel. Madalone. I made him do it. <laughs> Joel Madalone. How are you, Joel? I, uh, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. And I'm really honored to, to be on your show. Oh. This is a fantastic privilege. Oh, my gosh. Great well, to have you. Well, thank you. You know, we're, anyone who uh, wants to join the two fit crazies and lives the fit crazy lifestyle, we got to share that. We got to shout it from uh, mountaintops to this world. And is a Jersey guy, so we, uh, you know, we had to uh, bring in. Are you a Jersey guy or a New York guy originally? I am a New York guy till about four years ago uh-huh. when my wife said we're not living in this little shoebox of a one studio turned one bedroom in Manhattan. But I grew up in Flushing Queens. Okay. Uh, and was there most of my life till about 22 and then uh, 22 to about 45 has been in um, Manhattan. And then when I met my uh, my wife, uh, you know, she's like, OK, I'm not she's an island girl. She's from Dominican Republic, okay. but uh, not Manhattan. Island it's girl. 11 hours. And so um, so my, we bought my friend's Tony's house in Clifton, New Jersey. When you say island girl, I was like, oh, Long Island. I'm an island girl. No, not the same thing? Close to Long Island, but definitely not a Manhattan person. Oh, my gosh. And I love it that, you know, we've got a guest today, Brian, that um, that doesn't have an accent. Yeah. No, it's just like <laughs> it, it, I love you. Thank you. It's everyone else. It's just yeah. like us. 
Exactly. And Brian, where, where are you from? I'm from uh, Jersey Shore, Manasquan, New Jersey. Born and raised. Monmouth oh, County. Wow. Yeah. So, But Christine oh. and I now live in, in the same town, Brick, New Jersey. In Brick, New Jersey, yeah. right. And then you guys met in Boston. You saw her on a bridge and you said, Conti! <laughs> He was blown away by my running prowess. We, uh, you know what? We knew who each other were. You know, we knew who we, we we were. We were friends on Facebook, and we had you know many mutual friends. And I was always uh, liking like anything that Conti was doing because she's because uh, she's freaking nuts, and uh, and I I appreciate that. And then uh, you know the first time we met in person was really quickly on the run, and then a couple strides later, uh, Meb Kovalski comes running past, and it was like, oh yeah, I met two celebrities in one day. And I almost ran right into him, which was hysterical. I'm like, he's running towards me. And I'm like, wait, maybe I should step out of the way. I didn't know who he was. I'm like, who's this little guy, little skinny guy coming towards me? That looks really good. It was two, year, wow. it was two years after Meb won. And, okay. and he wasn't running that year in Boston. So he was just probably up there to do some promo stuff and, and just be around. Yes. And he was out for a run on the Charles River. And uh, here he is. It's like, oh, okay. So bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. So cool. we gotta, we're cool. going to get into running today, which, you know, I don't know. I think the three of us have some uh, some experience. I love it. I've been I, baptized by fire. It's been a real quick ready to go. learning curve for me over here. But I'm excited for this um, because the two of you are definitely, you know, lifelong, like, yeah, running. Um, and I love it. I love it. I love to hear, um, you know, people that, again, have even more experience or different experience than I do. So, Joel, um, let's get into this. Now, we actually were kind of introduced informally by one of a uh, one of our friends who's a great friend of the podcast, and you have to mention him, yes. Steve Feinberg. We, yes. We could mention Quite Steve like on every show, pretty much. Oh, my gosh. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. <laughs> fun, fun guy. So we're we're blessed to uh, to have Steve kind of, you know, introduce us and – and really get an idea. Now you also present, um, I've seen you at SCW fitness conventions around the country and have, uh, gotten your, gotten your hand, I guess, into that pot as well. And yeah. so now growing up, were you always into running? Let's talk about, let's talk about your past. What's going on? Well, well, thank you very much. It was three things that got me into the past. Uh, it got me into running from, from the past that one being like, the Meb, uh, Meb-sized person in Queens, New York. A lot of times it was like the, the gangs of the 70s. I <laughs> so, would always love to pick on the Falcon Boys, uh, the TMR, the Master Race, and, and several other notable gangs at the time. You know, when they would see me, I would be like, oh, crap. I got to get my ass out of here. It was like I would run down alleyways, like hide under cars uh, just to survive. Um, so that also got me always moving because it actually felt kind of good on the days that I eluded them. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, which is, <laughs> which is really cool. And then eventually I befriended them when I was like, you know, just in like the tween age, you know, um, before that term was even a term. And then I was good for, for my high school age. But I, um, I had also like sort of like a, another experience where I was like, I'm always going to run. Like I made a decision, like running was going to be my thing. Um, this is, might get a little bit like too much like psychology, but, and I hope it's okay that I bring it up, but uh, you know, I could be, if I, so there was this doctor in the neighborhood that was sort of like the exalted doctor. And he, um, 
was where all the kids would go to. And I begged my mom, uh, probably about eight years old, like, oh, I could walk the four blocks in Queens, New York. And, and um, you know, I'm an adult and I would go to this doctor. And he was, um, uh, let's just say, like, very inappropriate with his methods and his touching and stuff. And I knew he was doing something wrong. And then, like, I would tell my my mom, I'm like, I don't really want to go back to this doctor because, you know, he's definitely not touching me right. And then I, my mom was like, at the time, like, and I, and I love my mom and she's, she's like the toughest chick and, and awesome. Um, and you know, she's like, no, you got to go back. And then the second time I went back and I was feeling really ashamed. And then the next year, like cause every year you got to go down and like do go to do and, um, like the annual, uh, sort of like physicals for school and stuff like that. And then finally the last year I had begged my older brother to come with me because I was so scared of this doctor. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on, but I just knew it was not right, you know. And um, and I said, if I, you know, say a cue, probably like Jerry, come get me. My brother's name is Jerry. Um, like, just come in and get me out of here. And so I froze at like in the doctor's office because I was so scared. I didn't know if he was gonna touch me the way he was touching me, which now would be absolutely illegal. You know, and, you know, um, time. And then my brother just grabbed me. And I just remember, like, running down the street, 168th Street and Jewel Avenue. I remember that street. And um, and I pulling my pants up and looking back, like, no one's ever going to catch me. He's not going to catch me. No one's ever. So that was always, like, my motivator to, like, one of my motivators to elude um, people via running. So, um, <laughs> that, so that's one thing. That's and, heavy. And that's heavy, Joel. Holy shit, Joel. <laughs> like, so I, I hope uh, we can put that in the editing, but like that's, I, that is, I think yeah, that's, that's uh, very powerful. Very that's powerful. A very powerful thing because you're running for safety. You're running for almost you're running for your life. Like that running for you made you feel like, Hey, I can, I can be safe. I can be calm. This is a, this is something that, mm-hmm. that really puts me in a better place. And I think all of us, Joel, we all have these, you know, these moments or these, you know, things that have happened to us in our life, whether it be, you know, maybe not exactly your experience, but experiences we've all been through that either Mm -hmm. scare the hell out of you, or you feel like you're not going to make it, or you're not good enough or or whatever it is that, you know, we've turned to something. And it's fantastic that you were able to, you know, turn to running and, and that's, and, and, and tell us the story. I mean, that's, that's a tough story to tell. Uh, you know, it's a tough introduction to, uh, to running for sure as a reason yeah. why. But, you know, I do have a happier one, a more positive. Right. So let's bring on number three. You, you put out two there, right? What's number three? Right. That's number three. So I loved and had a commitment to soda as a kid. And my dad, who was my original Iron Man, he was always like into running. He would get home at 11 p.m. and he would run around the neighborhood, you know, and come back like 30 minutes later. And um, so anyway, but he knew that I had a commitment to soda and he was committed to not eating, drinking soda that often. So he said, OK, if on weekends, if you run around the block, which uh, five times, which would be a mile, you could have a can of soda. And I was so committed to it. I would get out there. I probably set the world record unbeknownst to me because uh, I was like, I'm getting that soda. And so let's say it was like a five-minute mile or something like that. And my, my, my fastest mile on record, but many, many years ago, I'm 49. When I was 19, was four, four minutes and 30 seconds. Awesome. But, um, but this was like you know, much younger age. 
And I would drink a soda and I'd be like, I want another one. So I would go run another mile and I would have another soda, um, but I wouldn't like it as much. And then, but my, my ego and my mind would be like, one more soda is all I want. So I would run around the block, you know, or, you know, do the mile, come back. And then I was like, you know what? I don't even want the soda. So I have a few soda credits from childhood. You know, <laughs> um, it was like also like a motivator and it helped me sort of like control, like really like any kind of addiction. Like, you know, like if, if it's, you know, if I want a beer or something like that, I, 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 could, I could get the satisfaction, like maybe one, two beers or a glass of wine or something like that. Um, but, but soda, I don't really care about it right now. I don't really drink it that much. But, um, but I remember that was like a, like a big motivator. Like Sunday when my dad would come home from work, I would have an opportunity for my, my true, like my medal of honor. (laughs) What was the soda of choice, Joel? What was the flavor? Oh, it was, um, it it was like, I, it was not crush, but it was like a grape soda. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was. I don't think it was Crush. I think it was some other brand. Some like that. Grape Knee High? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Something like that. And what's funny is like my mom, she used to drink Tab all the time. Oh, yeah. And I would, I would never run for Tab, but I remember that was in the house. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You know, nowadays they have all sorts of events. They have the, uh, the beer miles, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then they have, uh, I've seen around the holidays, they have the eggnog mile, which is I haven't heard. Disgusting. Oh, that's gross. Uh, and then some of the kids that I train have uh, chocolate milk mile where they – Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they chug a big, huge glass of chocolate milk in between laps. So it's four laps. You chug a glass, you go. You come around to the – you chug another glass and you go. And the kids, they hurl. I mean that's a lot of chocolate milk in in, in the mile. Well, I remember my, my cross-country roommate in college. What the stuff that they did was – like the naked miles, the, oh. the beer miles, the, and it was always in the middle of the night. Yeah, I'm like, what? What is happening? The rest of us athletes were like sleeping it off, you know. And they're there's, you know what? There's all sorts of stuff. There's a separate the, the blue jeans mile. There's, I think, the record for a mile in blue jeans is like four. Oh, that's is, cool. is like four twelve. Somebody's run a mile. Like so one of the pros, you know, has stepped wow. up. And, yeah, that sounds like a, an interesting thing. Look, Joel, we are not no. a glum lot, right? Us runners, we uh, we we like to have a lot of fun. Yeah, have you guys ever done the Paris Marathon? Never. No, no. I can't a... even get into the London Marathon. I throw my name in there every year. I have a friend that did Paris. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, I, one year in 2007, I had done the Paris Marathon, and it was unseasonably hot. So they ran out of water fast. Oh, it's yeah. a big marathon. They probably have like 30,000 people there. And um, so, but all the champagneries and wineries were out there oh, with no. their sand. So it was hot. And all you really had the option for were um, occasional, occasional booze. Because it's not stocked and marketed the way um, like uh, United States, um, you know, things are. But uh, we had to have, you know, if we wanted something to drink, it was like a small, like shot of champagne or, or wine, and uh, it was actually oh kind of delicious. God, but it, it, <laughs> that's insane! There were a lot of people passing out. There was a lot, a lot of people passing out. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? That's Are like, you better off without anything? Yeah, I mean, hey, would, I'm would, sorry. Can you hear would, what you said? Would you be better off without that? I mean, wouldn't you be better off just with nothing than champagne? Well, Probably. Probably. <laughs> you know what though? If they ran out of if they ran out of drinks in Iron Man in a couple of weeks, I'd drink the champagne. I'd be like, I don't want to even know where I am right now. 
Right. That's so cool. That's so cool. And then, then in London, the week after, I went. I did back-to-back weekends, I, and I did the London Marathon. And you had mentioned London just now. Um, really, really like it's actually my favorite marathon um, globally. It was, it's just a beautiful scenic. We got to get up there. Also, gotta... unseasonably hot, but they were prepared uh, more with water that that week. I got to figure out how to get in. Yeah, I've got to get over there too. <sighs> My sister got in. I think she might be doing it this year. She got in last year, and she had to defer. Oh, yeah? She got in through the lottery. and That's what I keep yeah, throwing in for. And uh, she had to defer, but I think that they allowed deferment. Um, I think that she could she, – she huh. I think even because it was like international, like if you had to kind of take that extra year, they would hold on to your spot for you, which is awesome. And, I, cool. and she should just go. There, there's a company called Marathon Tours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which which is also an option if you want to just like, you know, make your booking and arrangements through them. They, they also include spots. I didn't use them. Um, I used them for the booking, but I did, I had, I had applied for the marathons and I was able to get in. I've used oh, them. Wow. I've used them for, for booking Boston. Uh, Boston. Yeah. I used them. That's how I ended up at that Marriott where we both stayed. And that's how we ran into each other. And mm-hmm. the rest is history. Episode <laughs> 122 uh, later. You know. Oh my gosh. Wow. So Joel, what are you doing with running now? Tell us uh how you're using it um in, in your day to day and how you're using it uh as your profession and uh what you're doing yep. with it and everything. Right. Well, um it's very timing wise. So right now it primarily the Northeast Marathons. I, I primarily am working with one of uh like one to one clients and I'm doing um basically like three to four hour sessions with them. And we run alongside each other. Yesterday, I was with somebody along the West Side Highway in Manhattan, and um, I monitor his form. So I'm not really running for myself, but I'm sort of like looking at him and noticing, okay, is he pushing off his left leg a little bit too much? Is, is his feet turning out? How do we realign and move him so he's got a nice rhythm going as the miles and hours go? So, um, so basically, so right now, it's like for the next month, people are, uh, are hiring more hours. So instead of meeting like two or three times a week, we meet once a week, but we go the distance. And I'm basically a Sherpa. I hold a bottle of water. I hold uh, goose or nuts or something. And then I try to find the best right moment where usually it's between 40 and 60 minutes or, or mileage uh, of when, when they should ingest some food. You know, and just, giving, just watching them breathe and watching them how they're like – patterns that may not be serving of them over time and distance, like kind of like remind them, okay, bend your left elbow a little more, swing your arms more and relax your legs a little bit more. So um, currently that's like this time of year is generally the rule of thumb. Um, I'm working on doing more uh, indoor classes on treadmills, but it, I'm very unique about the, um, the technique of uh, inc- incorporating Tai Chi into the, um, into the equation. So um, Tai Chi is about like really moving from your core, your center and everything else relaxes. So you're not so much like leg dominant or, or upper body dominant. Although most people need to work their upper body a little bit more and legs a little bit less for longevity and for uh, ease and rhythm of motion. So I'm working on uh, a class called run Hab X running habits for extraordinary performance. And that's actually the name of my company which in 2017, um, when I did the, actually the SCW fitness idol competition, it sort of just evolved the new name, uh, like running habits for, for extraordinary performance. And so, um, basically I use Steve Feinberg's speedball 
and we do his upper body movements while on a treadmill going forward. And then there's also upper body movements going laterally on the treadmill in both directions and then going backwards. So you're hitting all angles and pretty much all planes of movement. So your, your body is actually doing rehabilitation work while you're training and you're getting cardiovascular work at the same time. So ex- uh, explain also, what that is, because I'm, okay. I guess for our listeners as well, explain how that works. Cause I'm thinking treadmill, you're always moving on the sagittal plane. You're always going forward yep. yet. Yep. You're saying, you know, you're using this ball, this manipulative. And now mm-hmm. are you going to be laterally walking on that treadmill? Are you going to be walking yes. backwards then? And very mm-hmm. slowly, I would assume, correct? Yeah, you reduce the speed to about, uh, about a quarter. Usually I have people about, and slow is actually better. Because you really don't rely on momentum as much, and you have to balance even even a slightly a second or two more per step. Um, so yeah, and you're doing that. So and your arms until like your arms are gonna even though you might be going laterally, your arms are still swinging in the sagittal plane while your legs are moving in the frontal plane, and that helps work all the medial and lateral muscles of the of the leg and the lower abs. Okay, and, so, and then reverse, and then back retro running. It's called is going backwards. And that's like a whole movement that's happening. I befriended the world record holder in the backwards mile, which is like four minutes, uh, five minutes and I think uh, 40 seconds currently right now. His name is Aaron Yoda. He's in Kansas. And, um, and that actually reverses. We both agree that one mile backwards, whether it's on a treadmill or on a track is, will actually give you two miles of healthy forward. Okay. All right. So That's interesting. It's something I've dabbled with a little bit, uh, mostly like up and down hills. Like I'll do the hill repeats. Uh, I'll do them up uh, moving forward and then and come backwards, uh, you know, coming down backwards or just, you know, trying to move real slowly. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, the thing I always say about running backwards is that, um, you know, in, in the NBA, there's very few hamstring issues in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Right. You look at other sports. And there's, you know, the other sports, there's baseball and football. There's hamstring issues generally, you know, especially early on in the seasons, quads and hamstrings. You very rarely do you get that in the NBA. Now, they're dynamic athletes. They're running, they're jumping, they're doing all these things. But they're also running half the game backwards. They run backwards on defense. They play defense backwards. Mm-hmm. They generally, when they have the back to the hoop, they're you know they're moving backwards. And a lot they more are lateral Very too. very strong strong um, you know uh, um, posterior change. Um, you know that really. Yeah. Absolutely, and then we get into like, and usually for the the masses. So there's maybe like one percent of humans will play basketball. You know, after age eighteen. Um, so now, so then we get into like, oh, you know, I want to run a marathon or I want to do an Ironman. It's always in the same direction. So you're always overtraining muscles um, and your mind in the same thing. And so by breaking up the rhythm, like I played lacrosse in college and high school. And so we were always training in all directions. So it was, you walked away, you were very complete. You might've been a little bit sore, but like, wow, you've hit all the angles of movement that, um, and that you were ready to go the next day for for another three hour practice or a three hour game. Yeah, it's uh, it you know that's the thing. I work with a lot of runners, uh, high school in particular, um, which I'm excited because the season's cranking up. Right, we're about to get going, and uh, I'm actually going to go this afternoon and watch a few of my kids uh, run. That I'm, it's like where the season's jump off is right now. So, but I work all summer long with them, and then all throughout the season, just strength training primarily for runners. 
And mm-hmm. it is breaking that plane, getting out of those planes, doing things that are, um, you know, not that regular mo- mo- uh, running form. We've got big movers in our rear, right? Our glutes, our hamstrings, those are big muscles that can propel us through, you know, down the earth like we want to, you know, in one footed motion uh, as running is. And, and uh, you know, it's just fantastic. And the way to get, you know, to stabilize all those muscles and get, really get strong is to use, get out of those planes and go side to side, um, you know, and, and use some of the things that like, you know, I use a lot of bands. I use a lot of, um, you know, yes. twisting in the hips and, and, and things like you're talking about. I'd love to see exactly how it works with your uh, treadmill program, because I think that's pretty fascinating. Me too. We got to get those videos cranking, Joel. <laughs> I mean, I could. I have, a, I, have a, I have one behind me. I could actually do a little bit. We'll uh, we'll we'll save it for now because because uh, we're audio only. But uh, but but send us links. Oh, and we'll po- we'll post yeah, them we'll as we go. Out. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And every Sunday I do a class um, at this studio, Juniper Yoga Fitness, uh, which is in northern New Jersey. I don't know if you guys ever make your way up to uh, a, northern yeah. New Jersey, but. Uh, it, it, it's in Montclair for the listeners. Uh, uh, Joel was uh, he he mentioned yeah. that before we came on the air. So the, say the name of the gym again. It, Juniper. Okay. A space yoga and fitness. Okay, in Montclair. So uh, definitely look up Joel there uh, as we go. But um, you know, it's it's definitely interesting. I, I like I like what you're doing with things. So how did you uh, find this form of of uh, of Cross training or, or training ancillary training for running. How did you come upon this and uh, and, and realize that it works? Oh, um, well, I, I was training for my first Ironman in um, uh, what was it, nineteen twenty years ago, nineteen ninety nine, and um, <clears throat> I had gone out to the Hamptons to a bachelor party weekend with childhood friends. One was getting married the next week. And we rented this house that had like every sport. It had swimming, it had volleyball, it had a basketball court. And it was just like we were, we had planned like that morning to get up early and, you know, and do like all the things we might have done as kids and stuff. But I had gotten up even earlier because I wanted to get my one mile run in. So I went for my one mile run and then I got back and everybody was playing basketball and basketball was great. You know, like I was like always like, the best kid in the in the area till about maybe five foot uh, till um, uh, fifth grade, and then uh, I was I, I just was so, so much shorter than everybody. So anyway, so I started to um, like score all the points with my team, and then the next, and then I had missed a, a shot, and and I went for the rebound, and my my knee just split, my left knee just split. I oh. tore my ACL, my MCL, you name an acronym, I tore it. <laughs> And um, and then a few weeks later, uh, August of uh, 1999, I had a reconstructed knee surgery, and um, I was extremely like uh, like running was like my life. I was like, I have to run, I have to run. It's my identity, you know. If I can't run, I might as well just you know be dead. And um, I still had um, clients that were still coming to me for marathon. I'm like, why? There's so many other people you could call upon to train and coach you for the marathon. Why me? Someone, and then people had the same thing. Like you have like something, we heard something that's different about you. There's something about it. And then started, what started to happen, like all these Tai Chi instructors had to come to me and I'm like, Tai Chi is all about relaxation and alignment. I'm like, absolutely. I'm about high strungness, about toughing things out. I'm a New Yorker. And, um, 
So anyway, so I started to train these. And then um, I, the Bernie Cooper, who was the head of the New York Roadrunners Club back in the, in the 90s, he, um, he was a client of mine. I used to stretch him out. So, um, you know, basically he would just like lie on a, on a massage table I would, and I would just stretch him out. And, and uh, he's like, wow, you know, like you're a great guy. Would you, you know, would you want to, um, you know, meet my niece, you know, and who's in town? And he goes, and listen, if it doesn't work out, I owe you a favor. So it didn't work out. I went out with him. It was fine. And he goes, what's the favor? And I go, well, listen, I, you know, I have this new knee that I'm rehabbing. I don't know if I'm ever going to run again. I go, and I, my dream was always just to get into the Boston Marathon, you know, as one of my seven marathons that I had wanted to do initially. And um, he's like, don't worry, I got you, got you. So there's a category called the wave time category mm-hmm. where somebody represents one state of the United States and it's like 50 states. Um, so there's 50 spots. And so I represented New York, but I was also doing a lot of volunteer work for kids programs um, on a volunteer level um, to promote kids uh, running. And so um, I had gone to up to Boston and there I met um, a man named Danny Dreyer who was doing a lecture at, on his key running program. And from that point on, I was like, oh, okay, come from your core, come from your center. Um, I was like, wow, that's a different approach instead of running from your head and your legs. And I was like, wow, I could do this. And so I ended up running a, a decent Boston marathon for that day because it was the hottest day ever uh, and until, I mean, it's, changed, it's been hotter since then in 2000, it was 2004, but even all the pros were even, they, they opted out of the race because it was so hot or I mean, a lot of people were taken off the course. And so, um, but I was able to run smoothly because I had to sort of like the concepts or a few concepts that I met in Danny Dreyer, uh, with his chi running. And, um, and I had a very rhythmic race. Now, granted it was like four and a half hours. But it was my first one back after um, a reconstructive knee, and I was, like, renewed. And I felt like I was running like I did like a kid. I was just happier, um, just running happy. And so from that point on, like, I knew there's, like, another way than just running hard, running yourself, like, to, to injury. And so uh, – and then it, um, as I practiced more, like, coming from my center and core and honoring how I feel instead of running past it to get into, like, a zone – you know, it's more about, okay, how do I feel? Okay, great. My left hip is now turning out. And you know that if it does it many more steps, I'm just practicing a really crappy habit that's going to be bothersome and hurtful, um, you know, for the future. So I've been like an ongoing mission, like how to make running and what practices are best to put in. Like you talk about strength training for your athletes. It's like, yeah, strength training. And then at what angles is best for that person in that moment? You know, so that they, when they get out for their sprinting or their distance running, that they have now have a complete background of training so that they could actually do, do more. Um, granted that combined with the, the pelvic rotation and using your intellect and external obliques, you know, a bit more, I think, you know, I believe in the opening up the stride behind you so that your torso could fall forward, allowing for a gravitational pull, you know, forward. So it's less effort and you can actually increase speed by virtue of this less effort. And so that and combined, and you mentioned, you guys talked about Steve Feinberg. So I known Steve for about 15 years, 16 years. And we, we were introduced by a, a, a chiropractor who I call a chiropractor, who's been a, um, a client of mine for years. And Steve and I had a lot of similar methodologies uh, about movement in all planes of move, uh, moving in all planes so that you could actually be a better person. 
not just better, like good at what you're doing, but like be energized and learn how to energize yourself in any situation. And so, and one thing about him is that he's very musically inclined. Now, granted, part of my college degree was in dance, but I chose to go into athletics and, um, and play lacrosse rather than to continue with, with like a dance career or something. But now I, I'm much more like now as I approach 50, I'm like, man, I got to get some rhythm in my life. You know, I've got the same thing, sagittal plane motion for so long. I'm so, I have so much scar tissue in the brain that I need to break it up. So Steve is, I work with Steve to help me get more rhythmically inclined. When I did this competition, the fitness idol, my tagline was make running your, your fitness dance was like the theme. And I played music according to the speed of which I run. Not like me trying to keep up with the speed of which the music is playing. It's like, okay, I changed the music, the beats. And I try to do that with the clients, especially in the indoor clients, even though it's, it might be a group of uh, 10 people. I try to find like the right beats permitted that they're at or the right, right um, count of theirs, of, of a group. And I try to adjust the music to, to where everybody's at. So um, I forgot the question, but thank you for asking it. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, a beautiful explanation. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the, the question was just how did, how did you get into it, which I think you explained fairly well. Um, you, you know, and, and, um, and, and it's, it's unique. I mean, running is, running is um, you know, it's, it's as archaic as it comes. I think, you know, even when you were describing your, your uh, you know, running away from the gangs and things like that. I mean, that's like running in its pr- most primitive form. It's it's a survival uh, flight, or fr- or it, flight or flight or flight or flight. Yeah. And and uh, you know, and and I always say the you know the only equipment you need is a pair of sneakers, and they're optional. Um, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, you could do a whole lot with it. But there's also you know there's also some you know some technological advancements or, or some strategies that you can use like you're using here that can enhance your performance um you know and 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 get you a little bit ready to go further distances um you know um mechanics is something that you know that you discussed um and that you pointed out and you even said you're running alongside of them and you point things out um how is with, with the chi running and i'm familiar with it um you know and and that's you know the model that you're using for this um how difficult is it to actually train change people's strides and then from there is it always beneficial to change people's strides great question uh, i don't know if there's like a definitive answer so um i think it's i think people could always improve especially or or try on like you know you might try on a new shirt okay try on a different form and see how it goes see how it looks see how it feels see how you respond to it. Um, I, I do think there's always something. It's funny, you mentioned Meb, um, and I had met him because I used to be a sponsored athlete with Skechers, but not to the extent that he is, you know, <laughs> contacts like that. But I got a chance to meet with him. And, and he's got some, like, cross-the-body arm swing that he goes into sometimes. And, um, you know, I mean, I basically very minimally got a chance to speak to him about chi running, about, and that's about the forward swinging the arms a little bit more to the rear. Um, but I, I, I think every, anytime you could try something on, you just got to see what's right for the individual. Um, and, and just, you know, if they don't like it or if it's too uncomfortable or if it's not right, then, uh, then, then don't change. 
But I, but I think is, uh, I think if you always want to expand and improve and allow a professional eye to, to, to try something out with you, use yourself as like an ongoing experimentation to, um, to try something new. Um, and as far as like the chi running brand, um, realistically, I, you know, three months would be like a time where you're actually open to trying a new awareness. You know, for me, like I was able, I was very at a point where when I met uh, the creator, Danny Dreyer, <clears throat> I was at a point where I just had to do something. I was just like, I needed to get my life back, my energy, my spirit. And when he just said about not pushing off your, your toes and the balls of your feet and just like peeling your foot up, that was like what I took to the Boston Marathon. And it was a, just a different race. It was just a whole different experience. And it got me back to running probably 30 more marathons and you know, a couple of Ironmans and you know, even doing well in uh, Spartan races. And so, um, so I, so yeah, so I, I, I believe it, it's been effective for me. And I, I just like to share that with everybody who is open to, you know, experiencing a, a unique way or whether it's a philo- the philosophy of it or whether it's the physical movement of it. And let's just see if we could run a little bit faster um, or just run a little bit happier or not have the thought of like, oh, I, I, I shouldn't run because my, you know, I have this issue or that issue, whether it's mental or physical, but, uh, or I can only run for five minutes, <clears throat> you know, but if I said, hey, let's go dancing, you'd be like, oh, I could dance all night. But if, if running sort of becomes like a nice rhythmic dance, it could change the whole complex. Oh, great. If you put it that way, if I'm just dancing for 26 miles, then it's a whole different lighter on my feet, a whole different mental context. I like the, so I try to tap into that. I like the fact that you're getting into this whole mindset thing because again, you can go out and run. A lot of us, you know, grew up running and running was a, was a negative. It was, you know, you didn't do something right and now you're in trouble and now punishment. you have to run. There's your punishment. Yeah. So I think it's really important too for our listeners that are out there and we've, we love to talk about running and a lot of people, you know, say to Brian and I like, you're crazy. Why, how could people do this? Why do you enjoy doing this? You just do because it's that mindset. And I train very differently. And when people come and ask me, I said, listen, I'm not going to give you the norm. I'm the anomaly out there. I train on all different planes. We're going to do a yeah. lot of in, you know, heart rate based interval training with me on all the planes. And yeah, you're going to do some running, but you're also going to do this and this and this, and it's going to improve everything for people that love to go out and run, go run, but, and that be the main thing you do, but do something else. But there's a lot of people who are like, I want to do everything else and I want running to be secondary, but I also want to be good at running and I also want (laughs) to stay healthy. And it's, it's that fine line that you have to match because again, at the end of the day, what are you going to do? Whatever it is that you're going to do is going to help you get active. Your body doesn't know if you're aerobic zones, if you're on a bike or you're swimming or you're running, your heart rate is working. Your heart rate is up. You're getting those results. I mean, again, it's, you could get better. Obviously there's different degrees. If you're going to be an Olympian, you need to, yeah, you need to run a little bit more, but, but for what people, you know, may want the average person that's out there. Um, I think what you're doing with chi running and what you're doing with, you know, training people in different ways is very important for people to understand. And I think it's great. You know, we'll put your information up, you know, from our social media platform too, just to take a look at a different way of viewing running. 
Um, people ask me, you know, what's, what's the secret? And I said, I've been, I've, I've taught yoga for 20 years. How, yes, how yes. is that Christine? That's ridiculous. And I said, because I am so in tune with my body and my breath that I know when to push. I know when to hold back. I know when I need water. I know when, but, but I said, I know. I mean, last year I did my first Ironman and I'm like, get me my damn shoes on Mm -hmm. because I am so in tune with my body. I know what I need when I run the bike, the swim. I don't really know, but I know I'm, I can go slow forever because of the aerobic base from the running, from the plyometrics, from the movement. Um, and I, I think that's important for people too. I think maybe they could try something they've never tried before. People who are, Mm -hmm. Hey, can I do a 5k? You just, You just did an exercise program for, for 75 minutes. You think you can do a 5K? Yeah. I think you're good. That's the thing. <laughs> Running freaks people out. It does. You know, it definitely freaks people out. I see that all the time. I just, I just kicked your ass for like an hour right. in a, like a quote unquote boot camp. Yeah. And, uh, you don't want, you don't, you're not sure if you can complete a 5K? Yeah. In under like, 35 the, minutes? Go on like, the 5K. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so now, Joel, what is your, what's your goal now? I know that you have a lot of plans. We've talked about this before. Where do yeah. you see yourself and your own, I guess, your own brand in the next five, ten years? Where do you want to go with this? Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, it's um, I'm actually working on um, strengthening other areas. So I have like the, the my running and my fitness business. Um, primarily, I mean, I'm physically um, living in Clifton, New Jersey, but I primarily Manhattan is where I do most of my business. Um, where I, what I'm going to do is I'm trying to. I'm not trying. I'm in the process of creating um, a company under my brand called uh, the Financial Group. And what I'm doing now, like in two weeks, I'm going for uh, the start of a few financial licenses. Um, I've always been a good investor and smart that way. I was trained that way as a you know growing up. My family was good about like looking at. Like, okay, you want to have your passion, but you want to be able to, like, have a, fa- a financial foundation. So um, I've always put money away. I have, you know, stuff invested for the twins, even though they're 18 years away from college. You know, it's like they already have, like, some money in their college fund at the 529. So um, I'm creating this group called the Financial Group, and the tagline is have your fitness and finances in rhythm. And I'm going to present – I'm going to pitch that to SCW Mania and other, other – um, organizations and have that as a business class where it's not just like, okay, what insurances do I need to be a trainer? But like, what, what do I need to do to, to to balance it out to have my money working for me? So every time I make like my hundred dollars or whatever it is per session or class or whatever, whatever the amount is like, okay, I'm going to invest a certain amount. I'm going to put some amount into play. I'm going to put some amount into my kids, kids fan. I'm going to put some into my mortgage and, this way, and uh, this way, I could go do my thing, but also have protected everything else around me, so the money's working. So that is like my thing to become like the the, the fitness financial guy. You know, I, so, I, I really like that, and I think that there's you know there, there's uh, my guy who who does my my work with my money. I talk to him about it all the time, and health is health, right? And financial health, in and the stress of poor financial health is unhealthy. So, you know, you have these, you know, whatever it is, if work stress, financial stress, uh, you know, just, you know, just overall social stress and all these things can be very unhealthy just as much as, you know, as just as much as a part of the equation as our fitness and our nutrition and all of those things. So uh, that's a very cool uh, thing that you're doing there. And I wish you the best of luck for sure. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. That's yeah, awesome. Any uh, any new races coming up? What are you up to, Joel? For you, so are you asking in Dallas? Like I have to. You, you said like Joel, you've got to get yourself into a race. Um, I in 2021, I plan to run the uh, seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. World Marathon oh, Challenge. Um, jealous. I, I'm just giving myself a little more time to get myself situated and have the twins, um, the 18 month old twins, just be a bit older, so that I could. I don't know. I just feel like it would be a little bit easier. Right now is not a good time to do it. It's maybe, everything. maybe not. Those, the, you know, <laughs> well, uh, you know, the uh, the three year old twins are might be a little more of a handful than the eighteen month old twins. Just saying. Got it. Got it. I, I, you know, I'm in a point where I'm in such transition right now. I don't even know what the right thing is. Fair enough. But, uh, but in the more in the more immediate, there's a there's a Spartan race coming up in a couple of weeks and in New Jersey. So I'm thinking about doing that. It's like. Um, it's over like a 13 mile race, you know, um, but uh, it's it's almost a lot of fun because you got to crawl, you got to go through mud and stuff. So uh, I'm considering doing that, uh, but again, I, I it'll probably be like a, probably this time next month I'll I'll make my decision. That's to, cool. uh, to do that one. But I, right now my race my 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 own time is like I walk my kids in this this double stroller um, <laughs> you know, as much as I can. Um, my guaranteed, like my, my workouts for myself, no matter what is, uh, talking back about the backwards thing down a hill, like, um, Brian, you were saying, so there's about a 50 yard hill that I walk backwards down. And sometimes I wear my weighted vest and I walk backwards down and then I sprint it up and that, you know, maybe less than two minutes is enough workout to go all out effort that I feel like I've trained. Um, you know, for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, but like that, just all out, hey. you know, just leave everything on, on the street. Just add hills, right? When in doubt, just add hills. It's, uh, it makes, it makes everything a little bit different. I, you know, I, I'm just getting back to, to some of the stuff that you were talking about. I, I, you know, there isn't a sport out there where the athletes that are the best at their sport just play their sport. They cross train. Mm-hmm. They train with, for strength. They train for weights and, and, you know, and they, they train for mobility and they train for agility and all these things. And runners aren't really like that. I mean, there, there are, it's rare that a runner will, will really strength train. They generally just run. Even the very, very best of them. Some of them don't even stretch, uh, you know, too much after they're done w- with their run. And it's something that, you know, I, I've, I've, I've tapped into myself and, and I'm, and I'm trying to, you know, convince, you know, just my, my posse that, you know, hey, you guys have to strength train a little, you know, just, it doesn't have to be over the top. They don't it's even not, talk to me. It's not Runners CrossFit. don't even talk to me. It's not. Just to get the attitude. <laughs> It's not CrossFit. It's not extreme. It's to help your running, right? Like you can't yeah. just play hockey and be a good hockey player. Hockey players, strength train, right? Baseball players, strength yeah. train. Soccer players, strength train. You know, all these sports. And we're athletes. And, you know, it's – it's. I, I can't say it enough. It really helps, especially when you get a little bit older, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you mentioned like strength training doesn't have to be like, you know, with weights or something. I have, um, I, I think you mentioned this before. I put a lot of like pliability, um, elastic, uh, tubes and loops around people's, uh, thighs. Yeah. And I have them go laterally, go diagonal laterally, backwards. Um, and even sometimes I, you know, when people see me in Central Park, sometimes like my hip, you know, on the, above the knee that, um, that had to be, had been replaced, had to be constructed, 
you know, I might do like two laps around Central Park with bands just above my knees. So I'm actually like rehabbing while I'm running. Wow. Bands, about- bands, bells, and balls. I use bands every day. Yeah. Making certain muscles. Bells and balls, yeah. I use the speedball on the treadmill, and sometimes I even run. I ran uh, – Central Park has, a, um, has an ultra marathon, uh, it's about, which is about 37 miles. We, you just basically do like six and a half loops of, of, the, uh, of the park and just go over. But um, I had run it with a speedball. So I got my other upper body working, doing um, some of the motion of the speed speedball uh, program, you know, throughout for you know five and a half, six hours or so. All right, that, great that's after. extreme. Like, All right, Joel, that's extreme. How many miles was that, Joel? <laughs> I wouldn't say that uh, that um, everyone would do it, but I knew that I had a certain sort of context. Like, okay, I don't know when I'm going to race again, but like I know that I don't want to be over overuse things the same way, muscles and stuff like that and joints. So let me kind of get my whole body engaged in it and just do my dance, do my dance for 37 miles around the park. Joel's going to jump in on the 40-40. Okay. I think he's, he's you know. You I forgot about the 40-40. Oh, I didn't. I'm trying to get, <laughs> I'm trying to get through the Ironman before I thought about it, think about it again. Conti's turning 40. So, oh wow! Congratulations. So we can't let this go down subtly. I'm excited. You know, there's got to be uh, there's got to be a, a momentous uh, occasion to so ring in forty. Raise some money for charities. I figured and do a forty miler for my fortieth. You know, raise some oh, money cool. for some people and see if we could get some people to jump on some miles. Just have someone yeah. drop us off like forty miles from a from like a I don't know somewhere a five guys. <laughs> 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 Not sure. Uh, on my birthday one on my birthday one when is the birthday it's december 30th oh we're ringing in the new year we're doing it all Mm -hmm. that's really cool 40 mile race and 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 brian you're 42 you said i'm i'm 44 now uh when i when i turned 43 though i we broke we broke the plane of 43 with a 42k so we kissed 42 uh, goodbye with a 42K, which is a marathon uh, at our local uh, haunt here that we always run at the Manasquan Reservoir, which is a 5.1-mile loop. So uh, it was a funny story, Joel. I, I said to Christine, I, I said, uh, listen, this is what I'm going to do, and uh, I'm just, you know, anybody can come out and run it with me. You can run okay. some of it or you can run all of it. It doesn't matter. I said, so, Christine, you don't have to run all of it with me. And she looked mm-hmm. at me with such disgust, like I was like, like, <laughs> like, like I was shorting her in some mm-hmm. way. And sure as shit, she came out and she ran that whole thing with me. And, uh, you know, we, we weren't messing around. I think we ran like a, three- we qualified for Boston. Yeah, no, we, we ran like, a, <laughs> like, you know, just like a, I did anyway. We ran <laughs> like a 320, like throw down, like on a, on a Saturday. Random. Uh, and then I was like, all right, I got to go. My kids got like soccer. Or yeah, I was something like, I got to like. go to a bridal shower. I went to, I went to a bridal shower. Yeah. What'd you do this That's morning? Awesome. I was like, I don't know. I just came. I'm five minutes late because I had to go shower after the marathon we just ran. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, we just, you know, it was Brian's birthday. So, oh, it's hysterical. But that's what we well, do, Joel. On the 30th, maybe I'll, I'll do it virtually. Uh, I'll run, uh, you know, the 40 miles somewhere in northern New Jersey. Oh, come on uh, down. It's funner and uh, we're fun in numbers here. <laughs> you know what? I absolutely will, will have a conversation with my wife and kids about uh, coming down. All right. Good oh enough. Yeah. 
I know how that goes. I'm going to try and recruit some people to do some miles here and there, you know. What's the charity that you um, would do it for? I don't know yet. I think, well, Brian and I give a, um, we offer a scholarship to a high school senior in this area that um, through our, through our local chamber that we did it for the first time this year. So we, they, you know, they all write in and, and they get, um, you know, they, it's just someone that we wanted you know, to make an impact on the world and wants to go out there yeah. and change the world. And they're going to some post-secondary education. So how is our scholarship? We threw together in what, like two weeks this year. Yeah. It was a last minute. And, and, and we threw down like 2,500 thousand dollars. Yeah. Something like that. I think, I it, was, I think it was 2,500. Something like that. And now this year we've, I said that we we're going to do at least five grand. So yeah. that's going to be one of them. And then we'll see, um, you know, some other, uh, some other worthy, Worthy causes, so we're we're definitely up to. We'll figure it out. Know, up to hear some ideas as well. I love that. It's um. So so they so the the money goes to to money, like it goes to what like coaching so, them fitness or no. So it was it was a um, a high school kid from the local high school, Brick Memorial High School, that was graduating and going on to college. So we just give them, you know, it's just a scholarship, scholarship. fund to them. They use it for uh, books and and or you know to oh, pay for their tuition cool. or anything like that. So the uh, the Chamber of Commerce puts it on. Christine's husband is a member is a you know is the president of the Chamber of Next Commerce. Next year, yeah. And uh, so he's involved uh, quite a bit with that. So we you know and they have a whole evening where they give away several scholarships and we're one of them. The two fit crazies <laughs> and a microphone scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is awesome. Fit crazies is for the children. It is. Be a fit crazy kid. <laughs> so great. I had, um, you know, most of my races have always been. Um, if I didn't do it with a charity, I, I wish wouldn't. I wouldn't like do it. You know, I, it just gives me that extra motivation. It's like the fourth piece of a uh, of an Ironman. You know, if I didn't have like another reason or another purpose, uh, most of it, it's like. Um, uh, you know, people that have dealt with cancers of some, some sort. Sure. Um, I, I haven't done this in the last two years, only it's just, just been a little bit harder with, um, with uh, the new family, a relatively recently new family. Um, I had something, will you marry, marathon me program? And that is like, I'll find someone who is like, has no business doing the marathon, but has a desire. And I will be there when they register for the marathon and I will coach them along the way and I will run the marathon with them and be their Sherpa. And um, I did it in 2017 with this woman. Uh, it was 2017? That's right. Yeah, 2017. So, yeah. Um, and she had gone through chemo and she's like, listen, I'm just ready to do it. And I was like, great. And so and we had a great time, you know, like doing that and, and raised a lot of money for, for, the, for the organizations that helped her out so much. And it, a lot of these organizations help families. Like, you know, um, that have to, like when they're, they're going through chemo, they, like, they, they send money to the family to like, Hey, listen, we know that your mom's not going to be around. So like the money will go to help support the finance of the families. Um, that's outstanding. It's, it's very cool. Very cool. Count me in. If oh. you do that again, I'll run the marathon with somebody. I just you did know, it in five you know. and a half hours and it was painful. Yeah. Mindy, I love <laughs> you. I'm just shouting you out. That was awesome. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh yeah, I will definitely keep you. No, so, you keep in the loop for that. Yeah, thank you. So, Joel, do us a favor. Tell all of our listeners where can they find out more information about what you're up to, your programs. Go. Okay, cool. So, runhabx, R-U-N-H-A-B-X dot com has all the information that you need and to get in touch with me and my assistant 
uh, Gabriella Lee, who helps me manage everything. And, um, you know, I'm based primarily in New York, although I, I travel nationally and internationally to, to help people anywhere. Um, in New Jersey, I'm working at this, you know, Juniper Yoga Fitness and teaching classes here. And we're going to start up um, more small group training and fitness stuff. So Juniper Yoga Fitness is another way to contact me. Awesome. And tell us, um, social media links. How do we find you? Uh, Run Habex on Facebook and uh, Joel Madelon on Instagram and uh, pretty much everywhere. Like that's like Joel Madelon, just my name. Got it. Yeah. Joe Madelon. Love Joe it. Joe Madelon, yes. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, Joel. Thank you so much for coming and talking everything running with us. You know, we have a, yeah, we have a I'm, sweet like spot. Like I said, I'm on. it's really great to be in your presence, both of you guys. Oh my gosh, amazing. We appreciate it. So Joe, we'll put everything out on our end on social media and get people to contact you and and uh we thank you so much. Thank you. Keep so it much. moving, Joel. I'm a fan. Love Let's it. go. Right. Awesome. Thank you. I'm a big fan of you guys as well. All right. With that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's, it's at. Where it's at. Peace.